This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome to the 5 o'clock show. It's time for Common Sense. Now, it's Cats and Cosby with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby, standing for truth, justice, and the American way, bringing common sense to the world. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Well, we're back. We're halfway across the week. It's Wednesday, and uh, in the studio with us, we got Judge Richard Weinberg, we have Congressman Peter King, and on my right, Rita Cosby. Rita What's going on today? What is it going on today? Uh, well, first off, I, I, let me just say I am glad that President Biden is finally putting the terrorist group that's been shooting at U.S. troops uh, dozens of times back on the foreign terrorist watch list. It's about time. Uh, yeah, but it's like, uh, what a joke. I mean, Judge Weinberg, come on. He gives them advance notice that he's going to hit one of their operations, that we don't want to hurt you, so please leave before we bomb you. Yes. I, I mean, really? I mean, Obama used to do that. Step out of the truck yeah, yeah. before we bomb you. <laughs> and Clinton, by the way, used to bomb empty tents. So they, they all do it, and it's wrong. You can fight a war. You have to fight to win. And if these guys are trying to cut our guys' throats, which they are, and interfere with international trade, which will destroy well, I, the economy. I understand. I understand. The Israelis are using the Saudis that that re-energized ISIS to attack Israel. Uh, to attack uh, Iran. Iran, yeah. And Iran um, has re-energized Al-Qaeda uh, in Afghanistan to attack ISIS and to attack whoever else. You can't, John, you yeah. cannot tell the players without a scorecard. You need a yes. scorecard. They're all, they're all like rearing their and heads by, everywhere. Iran attacked in, in Pakistan. And who's ever picketing in New York. I wonder where the cash is coming from to to go out and pick it. Yeah, I mean, come on. It, you know what? The, the other day they picketed at Sloan Kettering Cancer oh God, Center yeah. because there's Jewish donors. These people are, are they have no and too limits. many Jewish doctors, they said. They're going to have need, trouble at every hospital if, if, if that's they the get, case. If they get sick, they'll need a Jewish doctor. Yeah, let's be clear. Yeah, they're going to say, God, a, a, a premier cancer center, one of the premier Listen, in the world. Give me a yeah, break. When, How when ridiculous they, are these people? The, all the OPIC nations came to New York to have, they insisted on Jewish doctors. <laughs> if I can put in a personal note, I will be at Vicky Palladino's Republican Club in Whitestone tonight with Mozzie Phillips. She's going to be campaigning in Queens. She's, so of course, going her. for the Santos seat. Santos seat, and she's running strong, but it's going to be a tight race. And uh, Vicky Palladino, who's the toughest lady right yeah, She's seen. a tough lady. She, I don't know whether it's better to have her on your side, but uh, that's it's important. No, I'm, but, but I, now, I don't want her against you. I'll tell that's you what to better. tell yeah. them. I'll tell you what to tell them. Yep. You say, look, uh, uh, she is running against who? Tom Swazi? Tom, Tom Swazi is pro uh, President Biden that wants to bring in more migrants, more migrants, more migrants. So who do you want to vote for? Tom Swazi, more migrants? Or do you want to vote for 
uh, Mazi, who definitely wants to protect the border. Wants protect to protect the, border. the borders and protect Nassau County. Right. And by the way, tonight on Common Sense with Bill O'Reilly, everybody, Mazi Pillip is going to be there. So right. that's going to be great. She's going to be on tonight. I can't wait to hear her. What an impressive background. As a woman, I love hearing her story with the IDF. She's a mom uh, from Africa. I mean, what an yeah. amazing a, life story. A, a refugee escaped in the middle of the night by helicopter to Israel. It's, no, she's just a phenomenal story. Vicky Palladino is a great leader. I love Vicky. Cairo. She's yeah, feisty. She really is. It's great to have her on your side. I can't imagine her being against you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. My well, bet's on Vicky. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's find out now where we get an overall reading of where the heck the politics are. Who do we have on? We have a former Speaker of the House, uh, Speaker Newt Gingrich. Great to have you with us. And, uh, boy, first off, uh, let's get your reaction. We haven't had a chance to talk with you after the huge win of Trump in Iowa, Newt. Your thoughts on that? Well, before, before we get that, and I'm delighted to be with you, um, I want to go back to the race in New York just for a second. We just got a poll in at the America's New Majority Project, and... A Republican who does not want non-citizens to vote beats a Democrat who favors non-citizens voting by 59 to 26. It's the biggest margin we've seen in terms of switching parties. And I think to the degree the Democrats are now the party of illegal immigration, uh, the party of uh, allowing uh, non-citizens to vote, the party in California, for example, of giving illegal immigrants, health care at the expense of people. And, of course, you saw in New York, the party that will kick children out of school to put illegal immigrants into the school. Um, I think that issue is going to profoundly change American politics, and the Democrats are on the wrong side of it. And the big thing, note, the big thing, and I saw it in the faces of the people in Iowa sitting in that diner, is enough is enough with this asylum crap. And because the, right. we got American lawyers on the other side of the borders teaching teaching those migrants what to say to make them legal in America. Asylum, asylum, right. asylum. It's a lot of crap. No, that's exactly right. And the truth is, I hope the House Republicans stand firm and tell the Senate Republicans, we want a real border bill or nothing, and we're not going to pass the aid to Ukraine without taking care of the American border. Uh, the American border is at least as important to Americans as the Ukrainian border. Uh, and and I'm, I'm very much in favor of stopping Putin. But I'm also really, really alarmed at the sheer numbers that Biden has brought into this country and the total dishonesty of their program. You know, before you move on to Iowa, uh, to John's point, this was stunning. Today, I saw Vice President Kamala Harris. She was on The View, and she literally said, listen, Biden is doing a great job with the border. Uh, he's doing a better job than Trump. She was trying to say, well, the kids in cages is Trump. You could see the spin machine in the works. It was shocking to see. Well, it shouldn't be. Look, Kamala Harris is totally out of touch with reality. She's sitting there uh, with the vice president's house in the Naval Observatory. Uh, she gets, you know, she gets a nice car, a nice airplane, a nice helicopter. Uh, everything's paid. Uh, what does she know? I mean, she, she is, I think, probably the, the dumbest person ever to serve as vice president of the United States. And just you just watch her. It's an, it is embarrassing. 
uh, to have her uh, in doing the things she's doing. And, uh, you know, they, they've got nothing positive to say. What, what are they going to say? We've done a great job at, on crime? No. We've done a great job protecting the cost of food? No. Uh, we've really done a terrific job around the world, and everybody respects us? No. You know, Biden is so weak, he not only could not stand up to Iran, he couldn't even stand up to White House staffers who were threatening to walk off the job in protest. And I thought Speaker Johnson was exactly right to say any federal employee who does that should be fired, which is sort of Reagan with the professional air traffic controllers years ago. But in addition, I thought it was hysterical. All these people were going to go out, they were going to walk outside, and then it snowed. <laughs> yeah, that was the, that, this, you're right. That was the only thing sudden, that stopped it. it. <laughs> you know, you know the, the protest is off because it's too cold. Yeah, I mean, you got to admit, <laughs> liberals, liberals who are too soft, to do anything about crime, too soft to do anything about terrorism. They're too soft to go out in the snow. I mean, yeah. it was embarrassing. Meanwhile, was. <laughs> in Iowa, you have all these people go out. Uh, I think it was like minus 23 with wind chill. Uh, and they just bundled up and, you know, went to the caucus. Mr. Speaker, it's uh, Judge Richard Weinberg, sir. It's good to talk to you again. I think Governor Haley had it best when she said, is, in essence, and as follows, if you vote, for Joe Biden, you're really voting for Harris because he's not going to be able to do another term. So do you really want to have Kamala Harris as president of the United States in these most dangerous times? What's you? Well, look, I, I think I think that Harris, you know, Biden has saved Carter from being the worst president in modern times. Uh, Harris would actually save Biden. She would be so bad, so much worse than Biden that you couldn't imagine it. No, I mean, this, this is not a serious person. I, I would never call a uh, president of the United States treasonous, but uh, President Biden has walked very close to that line. I, I think that he, it doesn't even occur to him. Uh, I, I said one day that I really thought he represented the Delaware branch of the Sopranos. Um, I just I just think that he is this this guy who, Won the Senate seat when he was 29 years old, served his entire life in public office, got into graft very early, was taken care of by various interest groups in Delaware. His brother and his son expanded it into a worldwide business. And I don't even think he, he has a clue how often he has done things that are harmful to America and how often he has helped America's enemies. I literally think that you know, it's not like he sits around and says, let me, you know, do something treasonous. He just does things that are so stupid. It's very and stupid. So helpful very. To, and yeah. they're so helpful to our enemies. Uh, and, I mean, it, it's really a great concern to me. And, of course, you then end up with a uh, Secretary of Defense who is, goes missing. I mean, it tells you something about how uncoordinated they are that nobody noticed the Secretary of Defense was missing. Yeah, or that they don't care. I mean, that's the thing. Uh, we're yeah. talking to uh, Speaker Newt Gingrich, the former Speaker of the House, uh, Congressman Peter King. Hey, dude, it's great to talk to you. And, uh, you know, I was great thinking back, go back to 1994. You were the contract with America, and we took back the House for the first time in 40 years. I think we uh, won over 50 seats. But I don't know of any issue in the contract with America, which is, it was as potent as the immigration issue today. I mean, this is being handed to us. And it's, and it's really well, a, I, agree. It's a I, I couldn't agree more, Pete. And if if we would take it, so I mean, I'm watching the Senate Republican, the the sort of the uh, the soft wing, if you will, 
of the Senate Republicans try to find some way to re now they want to reach a deal even if it's a bad deal because then it's a deal and that way they can say they cut a deal. That's stupid. The, the Senate Republicans ought to side with the House Republicans, hang very tough. The country is totally fed up with the border. The country is ready for us to be very tough uh, about everything from uh, paying for health costs to deporting people to making sure that nobody, not, you know, our goal should be not a single person crosses the border without being inspected. Um, Clist and I did a, a movie series called uh, Journey to America which is about legal immigrants who came here, made a great contribution. There's a scene in the movie of people going through Ellis Island. You know, when, when we had immigration in the 20s, people came in an orderly way. Every single one was inspected. They had a health inspection. And, you know, if you had tuberculosis or something, they sent you back home. You didn't get in the U.S. Now, they knew every person who came in, Clista's uh, grandmother came through Ellis Island, for example. Um, and I think that, that we have to recognize that was a controlled, orderly, really public safety-oriented system. And what we have right now is a nightmare. Uh, and I, I, I cannot um, uh, understand how these people are so radical and so out of touch with reality that they don't realize the, the, the dangers they're putting America in. I agree. And and Newt also, the exit polls are showing it. In Iowa, it was the number one issue is what's happening. Uh, New Hampshire, I just saw a poll that showed uh, in the exit polls that in terms of immigration and border, that that is, in, that is basically tied with economy. And they're worried about the right. northern border. They've got folks coming, you know, through the watch list, uh, <laughs> you know, that are coming through the northern border. Sure. It's an enormous issue. And for them to act like no big deal... The other day, President Biden said, it's not a crisis. Uh, It's like, what images are they looking at? We all see it with our own two eyes. Well, I mean, think about it this way. Every time you fly, you have to have something that verifies who you are. You have to go through security. So we're doing all this stuff to protect us from terrorists. Meanwhile, if you want to, you just walk across the border. I mean, it it takes people who are totally out of touch with reality. you know, you've heard me say before, I'm convinced that liberals are people who saw The Lion King and thought it was a documentary. And they actually <laughs> believe that lions and zebras, you know, sing and dance together. And we try to explain to them the lions eat zebras. They go, no, no, didn't you see the movie? And that's how they live. They have a total fantasy world. Uh, I just I just got briefed today by Scott Rasmussen, who has this astonishing new poll he's going to release on Friday about what he calls the 1%. And these are people who have graduate degrees, earn at least 150000 a year as a family, and live in big cities. Their worldview as a group is so out of touch with reality. And these are the people who run the government. These are the people who run Harvard. These are the people who work at the New York Times. And they just live on a planet that doesn't resemble the rest of us. You know, um, we're going to have uh, Michael Goodwin coming up, Newt Gingrich. And one of the things he's spotlighting is the media, just like you talked about. This was an amazing moment the other day. Jake Tapper, when President Trump, he's just declared victory, as he should for his historic win in Iowa. He starts talking about the border and he said, you know, I want to seal the border. He says, drill, baby, drill. As soon as he says, seal the border, Jake Tapper says, we're not going to listen to this anti-immigrant rhetoric, like protecting the homeland is anti immigrant 
That was astounding, Newt That's Gingrich. astounding. It's crazy. Well, and particularly remember, Melania is a first-generation legal immigrant. Right. Uh, Trump's mother was a legal immigrant. I mean, it's not Trump is totally for legal immigration. But none of us who are for legal immigration are therefore necessarily for somebody who breaks the law. You have no idea how many terrorists have come across the border as part of this. You and, and you know a large number of criminals and a large number of cartel members have crossed the border uh, without any kind of controls, without any kind of records. Uh, it, it, I think this is if this was the number one issue in the New York uh, congressional race that's coming up. I believe the Republican will win decisively, no matter how much money the Democrats throw into that race. They are the party of illegal immigration. They're the party that wants to allow illegal immigrants to vote. Well, like we said, Tom Swazi supporting uh, Joe Biden that wants to bring in more and more migrations under the BS. Under the BS, oh, it's asylum. I mean, we're sending American lawyers on the other side. We are paying American lawyers. Somebody is paying American lawyers on the other side to brief these immigrants exactly what to say to the Border Patrol. Exactly. You know, and the average American is smart enough they know this. They know this is all baloney. Yes. That it's a corrupt, it is a corrupt system doing corrupt things and then lying to us. And why shouldn't they lie to us? If they're already corrupt, why would you expect them to tell the truth? Right, and we're all paying for it, too. And by the way, taxpayers pays for it. Well, I mean, that's look, ridiculous. we got one minute left. Note, what's going to happen in New Hampshire? Uh, I have a hunch that Trump's going to win. I do, and then too. It will, then it will be, it'll be over. I mean, he will be the nominee. Now, this, and I, this, thought, I, thought, I thought Vivek Ramaswamy endorsing him was very important because Vivek drew votes from Trump. You know what, actually, and, no, and, uh, I want to, it's one uh, important question. On this Drudge Report. They had what? They had Donald Trump with his finger. Yeah, bleeding. it had like a little cut in his hand, and and they're making it sound and, like and and, and, and Carville. Yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> who was a friend of mine, but is being ridiculous. And of course, what the big he Democratic say? he alluded that it was like a syphilis or some disease or something. I mean, I mean are you kidding report, me? How can the Drudge Report put some nonsense like that on it? Well, that's that's gone a long way to the left. It's not the Drudge Report. Of twenty years ago, yeah, that's for that's sure. By, that's by the way, Newt, before you go, I want to ask: um, Who do you think Trump is going to pick for VP? Who are your thoughts on that, real quick? I'm I'm curious. Well, you I, have I, such a good pulse. I think there'd be a huge advantage to pick a woman. I think that that would help, frankly, soften his image, and I think it would help appeal to the suburbs. But I also think it has to be somebody who can be president. I mean, we've watched with Kamala Harris what it's like to have a vice president who couldn't possibly commander-in-chief. So I hope he'll look first at, does the person agree with my values? And second, are they competent enough to be president? And then, you know, the truth is, vice presidents don't add much, but they can subtract. So Trump will win this in the end on his own. But I think that we have a number of very fine uh, women candidates uh, who who could, I think, be very good uh, partners with Trump in winning the election this year and helping profoundly change Washington. Well, thank you, Newt Gingrich, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks, Thanks Newt. Newt. Thank you. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we are going to New Hampshire and going to talk to the GOP chairman of New Hampshire and see what he has to say. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. 
Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority PriorityGoldGuide.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. We're back and now we're going to New Hampshire. And my first question in New Hampshire, most important. How cold is it? <laughs> and joining us is Chris Ager. He is the chairman of the GOP party there in New Hampshire. So is it as cold as New York or uh, Chicago? <laughs> no, no, it's warm here because we have a lot of politicians up here and they're all talking. So a lot of, a lot of hot air. yeah, a lot of hot air. How's it going? And, and what are you expecting uh, in terms of turnout? And obviously, Iowa, it was freezing, but boy, it was hot there, too. That was a hot night. Yeah, well, I'm expecting about 300,000 people to vote in the Republican primary. And in comparison, in Iowa, only a little bit over 100,000 people voted. And so since our, they're double the population of us, a little bit more than double, our participation rate is going to be about six times higher. Why, why do you expect such a big turnout? That's great. Well, you know, people in New Hampshire take presidential politics seriously. It's it's our state sport. And, you know, we we like to to treat these candidates with the respect that they're due because they spent so much time and effort here. And so you owe it and it's your civic responsibility to get out there and vote. So we're going to have a great turnout, um, you know, about 300,000 on the Republican side, the Democrats, you know, they have Joe Biden uh, who's refused to be on the ballot and, you know, they're trying to do a write in. So to me, it's like, wait a minute, you could have been on the ballot, but you're not. Now you're trying to do a write in that just exemplifies the confusion of the Biden White House. So, yeah, we're looking forward to having a great time in the Republican primary. And what do you think the big issues are there? I just saw a new poll, actually, uh, Chris Hager, the chairman of the GOP there in New Hampshire, where it had um, uh, immigration, uh, border slash economy, sort of neck and neck in Iowa. Actually, immigration was higher than economy, but it shows that people there in New Hampshire are very worried about the northern border. Uh, we were just talking with Newt Gingrich about just the huge issues, also the economy, inflation. There's a lot of issues that are affecting folks, uh, and I love I love New Hampshire. I've been there many times for the primary. Yeah, well, I can tell you the border 
I believe is um, the top issue right now. And it's the top issue, not not necessarily because we see physical impacts of people coming across the border, uh, but people here, you know, pay a, a lot of attention to national news and politics. And the border impacts the entire country, the infrastructure of the country. It also impacts the economy because there's a huge cost uh, to taking so many people so quickly. And we love our immigrants here in New Hampshire. Uh, our legal immigrants are very, very productive and help us quite a bit. And a lot of them are Republicans. I would say most of the immigrants I know are Republicans. So we have nothing against immigrants. It's just the illegal nature. And there's so many. There was um, one thing. The reason I think it is so hot up here as an issue is there was a Brazilian mass murderer, illegal immigrant that was captured in Rye, New Hampshire. Um, there were four Mexicans caught being smuggled across the northern border. Um, and, you know, that we have no crime up here to speak of, very, very low crime. And we like to keep it that way. And so any crime at all here uh, is a problem, and we, we deal with it. And so the illegal immigration, also the fentanyl overdoses, everybody knows somebody impacted by that. And where is it all coming from? It's coming across the border. So it does impact us here and it impacts the economy. And, and it's just it's a blatant disregard or blatant disregard of our laws. And we just can't have that in a, in a civil society. We've got to enforce the law at the border. And uh, people are frustrated because they know it can be done. It, it was done just four years ago. And the incompetence of the Biden administration is allowing it to continue. Uh, Congressman Peter King. Yeah, Chris, this is former Congressman Pete King. I've been in, in, in New Hampshire a number of times during presidential primaries, going back to Bob Dole, uh, Rudy oh, Giuliani, yeah. and others. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> but really, is an experience. What you were saying, it, it, it's hard to describe unless you've been there. People in New Hampshire really see this as like a vested right they have, that they will ask questions, they know, inside out. You can't just get by with a handshake and say, hey, I'm running for president, or I'm supporting Bob Dole, or I'm supporting... Uh, Donald Trump, you have to know your facts. The people really take an interest, probably more than any state in the country. Yeah, I think it is. And we even have high school and middle school students who do essay contests on the primary. And I had a group of kids put together. Um, well, it might not have been all kids, but a group, a young group of people put together um, a history of the primary going back uh, over 100 years. And I now have a little booklet. It's a primer for candidates that we give out to all the candidates, uh, anyone who's, you know, a, a semi-legitimate even. And we, we have contact information, the history of the primary, um, every primary result for the last hundred years in, in a, a small synopsis, retail stops that we recommend. And this is for people to get a good start. Once they get started, it's up to their staff to, to take care of the rest. But, you know, we like to make it easy for them to connect with people up here. And, you know, we do take take this very seriously uh, because it's it's a huge responsibility. Because you expect many independents to vote in the primary? Yeah, there'll be quite a few independents voting. Um, our breakdown in New Hampshire is 30% Democrat, 30% Republican, and 40% undeclared. Wow, that's a big number. Uh, Chris Edgar, last question. Uh, okay. Who do you predict? Uh, I'm going to put you in a jam here. Who do you predict uh, is going to win Tuesday? You, you know, 
the only thing that I can tell you for certainty is that it's going to be unpredictable. <laughs> and I can tell you that what, no matter what the polling says, Don Boldock was ahead by 10 points in almost every poll in 2022 for Senate. He won by less than 1%. So if it's plus or minus 10%, to me, that's margin of error. So you have no idea. You know, these New Englanders, like me, we just don't like to tell pollsters what we're really going to do. Well, we'll talk to you uh, next Tuesday or Wednesday, and, uh, you know, good luck and stay warm. Thank you so much. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Now, Rita, I understand you got some hot news. It's the top news of the day, sponsored by Goya. Here's Rita Cosby. Well, as you just heard on Cats and Cosby, the U.S. remains under a deep freeze, including New Hampshire and here in New York. Well, as the polar plunge has brought record-breaking cold and snow all the way from St. Louis to Boston, air travel around the country has been thrown into chaos, and the cold has reached as far as the Florida panhandle for the tri-state. More snow, by the way, could be on the way on Friday, maybe one to two inches here. Former President Trump was back in a New York City courtroom today. Writer E. Jean Carroll testified as part of the second defamation trial against Trump. The judge overseeing the case, Judge Lewis Kaplan, threatened to toss Trump from the courtroom today after Trump made comments like this is a witch hunt. And after the JetBlue Spirit Airlines merger was blocked yesterday, another merger appears to be on hold. Grocery giants Kroger and Albertsons say their merger is hitting the pause button amid concern from regulators. And everybody, those are your Goya top stories of the day, John. Hot, hot, hot. I love those Goya beans. I'll tell you, they're the best you can buy. And they can keep you warm now, too, which is good. (laughs) Absolutely. And uh, let's take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to come back with one smart guy, Michael Goodwin from the New York Post. Let's take that break. You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. And we are back here on Katz and Cosby. Well, I thought a lot of people in the media were going to have a heart attack when President Trump had that huge sweep from Iowa caucus and he came out to declare victory, uh, some very telling moments of the media and the tank for the other side. And joining us now is Pulitzer Prize winning columnist Michael Goodwin. Michael, uh, it was stunning to watch it. And I brought up the example earlier in the show about Jake Tapper cutting away when President Trump started talking about sealing the border. And Jake Tapper on CNN called it anti-immigrant because President Trump was saying protect our country. It, it was disgusting. Uh, thank you, Rita. You know, that that segment, which I didn't see before I wrote, but I've certainly seen it since, um, it, it struck me as that's the sort of thing that the one journalist does to please another journalist. It's the kind of thing, hey, did you see what I did there? Did you see what I did there? Yeah, yeah, hey, well done, Jake. Yeah, nice going. You shut him up, right? You you, you silenced him. Way to go. I mean, it has that feeling of like a clubhouse, you know, uh, uh, done one journalist uh, showing off for other journalists. Now, I don't know if that's his motive, 
but I'm sure it played well within CNN. And if he went out for a drink afterwards, I'm sure uh, everybody would have said, hey, well done there, Jake. That was nervy of you. That's a good way to shut him up. I mean, because I think that's how they feel about Donald Trump. You know, we have to shut him up. We can't give him airtime. People, people will like him if we show him talking, if we see him talking about his uh, policy objectives. Uh, we can't have that. We have to shut him up. He's not worthy. But I you, mean, know, you know what's disgusting? They, about him. they portrayed themselves as journalists. Don't don't sit there and say, I'm a journalist, and then you're not going to give fair time to everybody. Let the voters decide, Michael. Don't try to rig it. And I'm speaking of some of these folks that clearly, oh, you don't want to hear him. Michael, it's, it's Richard Weinberg. You just had this great column, which I think really summarizes let, the problem. Let her answer her, his yeah, her yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let Michael answer. Let Michael answer her question. Yeah, Michael, Michael come on. Please. <laughs> Look, I agree with you. I mean, I think that is is what Donald Trump is, Trump is up against and what, frankly, Trump supporters are up against. This sense that you are you are supporting an evil man. And no matter what Joe Biden does, he's not as bad as Donald Trump. So it's a it's it's a very strange way to approach an election as though we're electing a pope instead of a president. Uh, I want somebody, as I think most Americans do, who's going to get the big things done, who's going to get the big things right. Uh, But the media is playing this game and they they. Their fear is that every minute of airtime, when Donald Trump is allowed to speak, then that is bad for their side. So they speak for him. They they translate him rather than letting him say it his own way. Yeah, it is crazy. Judge Weinberg, uh, what was your point? Michael, you had this great column in which you point out the contempt that a lot of these elite journalists and media types have for the average voter and for their values. Would you explain that, please? Well, look, I I think that it goes back to 2016, of course, Richard, with uh, the New York Times after the election saying that uh, writing a note, the editor and the publisher wrote a note to subscribers, which was, of course, then made public, in which they said, uh, we apologize for not seeing this coming. Now, I'm told that there were tears and they, they had planned a party in the newsroom of the New York Times for Hillary Clinton's election. Uh, there were tears in the newsroom when Donald Trump was elected. And I think the Times felt that somehow it had missed this. It didn't really give Trump a chance. It figured it was in the bag. And so the apology was that we did not alert our readers. We did not, our readers did not have the benefit of seeing this coming. Now, that was an interesting choice, and I think you can read it both ways, and maybe it was intended both ways. But I think that what's fast forward to now, and they are determined not to let it happen again. So this time they see the Trump voters. But they hate them. And that's what comes across now. Before they were they were surprised and then bewildered. Now it's pure hatred. They think Donald Trump is the sum of all evil. And anybody who supports him either has a screw loose or is evil also. And so I think they 
this is a very hard thing to cover as a journalist if you feel that way. And that's why when you read their paper, they can't help but show the contempt they have, not just for Trump, but for the Trump supporters. And I think that's where, as as Rita said, they've crossed this line now. It's no longer just about him. They hate half the country. Well, you know, Davos also cried a lot when <laughs> Trump won in Iowa. And today, I understand Jamie Dimon went on CNBC today and says uh, uh, people are voting for Trump because he was right about the economy and about immigration, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I, I've seen that segment, and it, it's quite breathtaking. Um, <laughs> you know, CNBC has this dueling uh, host, uh, uh, one's conservative, Joe, Joe Kernan, and the other one, Andrew Ross Sorkin's very liberal. And you could see uh, Kernan nodding and agreeing with Jamie Dimon. Um, Yes, I, I mean, I think what, what Jamie Dimon, he was making two points, really. One is, you know, that the Biden White House needs to take its foot off the gas on this stuff about Nazis and MAGA and all of that. That this is, this is half the country, and you are pouring vitriol on half the country. And then he says, you know, I don't think he said Trump was right. I think he said Trump was not wrong. Um, yeah, he said it wasn't that bad. I was it. watching. Goes, listen, he didn't do a bad job with economy. He didn't do a bad job with the border. And he didn't yes, do it. Exactly. And, and he was you right know, about and, China. And yeah. those sorts of things. And COVID, I think, I think he mentioned also in terms of the vaccine. Uh, and so I thought that was a very, I thought that was the right approach. You don't have to like Donald Trump. You don't have to vote for Donald Trump. But to hate half the country which the government is doing, the White House is doing this. And, and then that quickly takes you to these cases, which are being prosecuted all by Democrats. And there is on the record, the New York Times had this story. It doesn't go to it often anymore, but way back that Joe Biden wanted Merrick Garland to prosecute Donald Trump. Right. And lo and behold, Merrick Garland prosecuted Donald Trump. I mean, has anyone heard of the special counsel (laughs) who was supposedly probing Joe Biden's mishandling of classified documents? That guy went into the witness protection program because he was appointed. (laughs) That's true. That is so true. Well, Michael Goodman, thank you for speaking out and everything you do. And uh, we were talking before about that race we're having in just like 28 days, February 13th, uh, with uh, Tom Swazi, who is supporting Joe Biden on and bringing in more by migrants and calling them uh, what do you call them? Asylum, asylum seekers. Asylum which seekers. Is a lot of BS. Yeah. Versus Mozzie, who says enough is enough with the migrants. Don't invade Nassau County. It, look, if she turns out to be a good candidate. Uh, and is able to win that race, that will be a real wake-up call for Democrats. Because Tom Swazi's kind of like their handyman. Uh, they call on him. They don't really like him, but they call on him when they need him. Uh, and if, 
if she can win that race, and there's a good chance. I mean, if she's a good candidate, you know, Long Island has been electing a lot of Republicans lately. So she should be able to pull that off. Yeah, Michael, this is Pete King. She has an excellent chance oh, of winning. Oh, and you know. Yeah, she has an excellent chance. In fact, I'll be with her tonight in Queens. She is also Northeast Queens. And uh, uh, it's it, to me, it's getting better each day, but it's going to be a tough fight. But I, right now, if I, if I had a bet, I would definitely bet on Mozzie. Oh, well, that's that's, that's important. Dr. Siegel is waiting for us. Thank you, Thank uh, you Michael, Michael Goodwin. Thank you. My pleasure. And Thank you all. Thank Good. you, Michael. And let's go to Mike. Let's go to uh, Dr. Dr. Siegel. Siegel. Yeah, Dr. Siegel, we're so happy to have you here. I, I first want to start with this wild story about uh, a Chinese lab uh, having these deadly coronavirus, but a much more, even more mutant strain than I we saw. I talk about that, that uh, Donald measles? Trump has syphilis. <laughs> That Carville says Donald yeah, Trump you, has syphilis on Drudge Report. By the way, did you see this? Because he had a bloody finger. <laughs> did you see this? What uh, do you mean? Uh, uh, what, what happened to the porn star? What are you talking oh, about? My, I, yeah, there you go. I know. By the way, it, it is wild. Uh, you know, they see a cut on his hand and they're like, oh, it's the end of the world. Uh, but something that really does seem to be scary, Dr. Siegel, is this story, this deadly virus. Did you see this? That in a Chinese lab, it is with a 100% kill streak and they well, tested well, it in well, mice well, so i saw the preprint on this and it looks pretty scary uh i don't know what we don't know is the pot- potential it would have to go human to human but what it does is presents a wake-up call once again with what are we doing with viruses especially in china where we have no control whatsoever and so you know when you start manipulating viruses uh, I mean, I, and the, I, I think the key there is that they were humanized mice, which means that that is a potential to go human to human. What are you doing with a humanized mouse? What are you putting in a, a human immune system and human lungs in a mouse for? Only one reason to see what you can do to get a virus to human to human. And I, I, I have written with Robert Redfield the idea that there should be a moratorium on this kind of research. And the NIH has a very narrow definition. Well, what, what is the purpose of the research? Why? Are they taking animal viruses to make them more deadlier? What could be a purpose of that other than World War? So, John, you're asking a really important question, which is how you became a billionaire. But listen, the question, <laughs> the question is. The answer, their answer is, the scientists are doing this, are saying we're doing it to test therapeutics and vaccines. We, we need to know a virus potential so we know how to protect against it. Here's the problem with that. We got artificial intelligence now, and with that, that having come into the fore, we probably could do this with computerizations. I don't think we need, to, we need to risk the genie further out of the bottle than it already was with COVID-19. By the way, speaking of restaurants I wasn't invited to, was that Mariano Rivera with you last night? I had dinner with Mariano Rivera last night. He's a good guy. Uh, wow. we're, we're looking for him to work with WABC, breaking news, work, working with WABC, working with the New York Yankees, and working with the Ferry Hawks. Wow. Oh, my God. And the Ferry Hawks. Now I'm definitely coming for a beer. I mean, <laughs> uh, unbelievable. Mariano, the greatest reliever in history. And he I, is I, a real good guy. Great guy with great values. Yep, really yep. great values. So then you wanted to ask me about measles, right? Yes, I know I, at the airport. I'm always talking about restaurants because I'm still trying to figure out if John goes with his gun or not. <laughs> like Annie Oakley, right? <laughs> you know, you're going to challenge somebody to come in, a DA from Washington to come in and get me indicted if I'm carrying my gun in a restaurant. 
No chance. I'm protecting you. Yeah. I, I, who, who's going to invite me to dinner if you get indicted? Forget about it. I, I mean, I'm there to protect you. Now, what I, about at the, what about at the airports? Are you going to protect I, I us should, at the I airports? I should say he's there to protect me. John's there to protect me. No, the airport is underlying an issue. Uh, is underlining an issue here, which is that measles is an unbelievably contagious virus. Get this: if measles is in a room. And you come in two hours later and the person who brought it there is gone. You still can get it from the room. That's how contagious measles is. Wow. And but measles has a very good effective vaccine, the kind we're looking for, where if you had two, if you had all the shots as a kid before you went to kindergarten, you're most of the time, 97 percent of the time you're protected. What you're seeing is an outbreak among people who didn't get vaccinated or the vaccine never took the three percent. But most people that didn't get vaccinated against measles. But that's only half the story. The other half of the story, which John is and Rita is looking for me to say, is what are people doing flooding into the country with, with who have, have measles cases? That's that's the bigger problem, isn't it? That people are coming in with measles and then here we're under vaccinated against measles. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Dr. Siegel, thank you. You are always on it and we love it. And we'll, we'll work on that dinner with you and John. All right. <laughs> and Mariano. And Mariano. Mariano's at dinner, too. He would love he would love you. You know that. I'm a huge fan of his. Yeah, I mean, he's the great. Best, best split finger fastball in history. Yep. He uh, really had a good one. Yeah, thank you, Doctor <laughs> Siegel. Bye, 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 thank you bye, so bye, much. Bye, thank you. And, and by the uh, way, uh, we've got some breaking news here. Breaking news: WABC. Uh, just in, there was a vote on Capitol Hill, and four House Democrats joined Republicans to rebuke Biden over the border crisis, uh, saying that the Biden administration's open border policies. Uh, are hurting national security. So four Democrats did vote. It was 225 to 187. Uh, maybe some of the we Democrats need, are waking need, up. We need some more common sense Democrats. <clears throat> that looks like I a lot am, of Democrats duck the vote then, too. Yeah, yeah wow. exactly. I am pro-common sense Democrats if there's common sense to be well, had. And I'm pro-common uh, sense security. And after the break, a big update on that Marine who is standing up on the subway. Yes, that's the after Marine, the break. We're going to have a, yeah, that's going to be a big one. It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. And we are back here on Cats and Cosby. Well, we all know about that Marine veteran hero, Daniel Penny, who was protecting other people on the subway. It was the big famous subway chokehold case. And that was where Jordan Neely, the guy repeat offender, uh, had died, remember, on that incident. And joining us now to talk about all this big development today is Thomas Kniff. He is the attorney for Daniel Penny. Uh, Thomas, tell us what happened in court today. Hi, Rita. Thanks for having me on, as always. Um, you know, we appeared in court today, and this was a court date that the judge had adjourned uh, a couple of times because he wanted to consider uh, the motions that we had submitted to dismiss the indictment. Um, we knew that was a very, very large lift in a case like this, or really any criminal case to try to get a judge to dismiss the indictment. But we did think, you know, if there was ever a case where the ball might be in play, it was this one. Unfortunately, he rendered his decision. It did not dismiss the indictment. So, you know, the, the next steps will be getting this case closer to a trial by jury, which is, you know, in many ways what, what the system envisions. Yeah. Were you disappointed at all? And by the way, I think when it goes to a jury, a jury is going to say, 
uh, especially a jury of your peers, they're going to, everybody knows they're, they're how scary them, it is on the subway. They're going to give them a medal. Yeah, exactly. But, but, who gives him, but who gives him his reputation back? Who gives him his legal fees back? Who gives him, you know, uh, his aggravation back? Well, you know, and that's exactly right. I remember, you know, Ronald Reagan's, uh, I believe, you know, Secretary uh, Ray Donovan. Ray Donovan. Right, yeah. You know, he gave that, that, that uh, statement after after he was acquitted on, on federal trial. It's exactly right. You know, and, and the reality is, you know, what the listeners, what everybody needs to understand is, you know, the threshold for a prosecutor to get an indictment is just so absurdly low. It, you know, it is reasonable cause. It's less than a police officer needs to issue a summons or arrest you on a petty offense. And, and coupled with the fact that defense attorneys like me and Steve Razor, we have no role to play in the grand jury. We're not even there. So what you and, and a judge reviewing motions like the ones you know we submitted, you know, of course, we're disappointed. Of course, you get your hopes up. But the reality is the judge has no choice if he, if he or she is doing the, doing their job than to follow that, apply that same legal standard reviewing the motion. So what you're really counting on in situations like this is prosecutors using their discretion to say, look, you know, whatever political pressures may exist, whatever, you know, public uproar, people running around the subway tracks and protests. Uh, you know, I'm not going to put a case like this into the grand jury because I don't believe it is just that someone like Danny Penny, you know, stand in jeopardy of his freedom, even in a trial that he's very, I, I think, utterly likely to win. Just going through that process is such an awful thing. Yeah, absolutely. We've got a former Congressman Peter King here. Hey, hey, Tom, first of all, keep up the great work. It's really phenomenal what you're doing. Was there anything you picked up in court today of what the judge said or any body language that uh, it gives you any any reason to uh, be more positive? Yeah, well, a couple of things. I mean, one, I, I've tried cases in front of Max Wiley, Judge Wiley, before. I find him to be a very fair judge. I actually like him for this case. Um, I like him for any case, but but I particularly like him for this one. So he has been, you know, incredibly, you know, gracious and so forth. Um, his, you know, his decision was, you know, it didn't give up a whole lot other than you know, citing some cases and so forth. But but another thing to keep in mind, this has gotten less attention, Congressman, is we we submitted, uh, you know, as part of our motions, we, we put in a, a lengthy argument that we think that the way the district attorney went about obtaining search warrants to search our client's phone and electronic devices was completely inappropriate. The judge did not decide that, and he's now had the motion for, for months, and he actually put in his decision that the court wants more time to, to deliberate okay. on the issue of the search warrants. Which normally, it's something any practice criminal law. You know, judges will rubber stamp a, a search warrant like, right. like they're giving out candy. So, you know, we think that issue is in play. It, it, I don't think, it, you know, it, it's not case dispositive. I'm not worried about anything they got off his phone. But, but from a constitutional standpoint, you shouldn't be searching someone's phone just because they were involved in an altercation on the subway. Well, we're rooting for you, uh, Thomas. And please give him our best and keep us posted on this case everybody's watching this case yeah keep it going tom you're doing great yeah listen we appreciate all the support and all the attention you're, you're giving to our client we really do absolutely thank you so much and thank you uh for for doing what's the right thing for our marines thank you thomas very very much and, and what do we all yeah. stand for truth, truth justice, justice in the american way. way god bless america for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.